Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive reader from Toronto, Canada. Today is Thursday, November the 16th. We are reading from the big book and we are in the forward to the second edition, page XX, second paragraph, AA is not a religious, through three paragraphs ending with high road to a new freedom. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Toby K, 12 Traditions, Rocky E, readers of the text, Naomi B, Carmela G, and Katie G. The reference numbers for Wednesday, November the 15th are 7 a.m. meeting, 10671, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 10674. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Toby Kay to read the 12 steps. Hi, this is Toby Kay from New York. Um, 12 steps. Thank you for letting me do service. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. 
Thank you, Toby K. And Rocky E. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lynn. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Hi, good morning. This is Rocky E. from New York, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from my primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully supported, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Eleven, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Rocky E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study at the big book in the forward to the second edition, page XX. The second paragraph, AA is not a religious, through three paragraphs ending with high road to a new feud, to a new freedom. Naomi B., would you start the reading for us, please? Thank you, Lynn. Good morning. Yes, this is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Alcoholics Anonymous is not a religious organization. Neither does AA take any particular medical point of view. Though we cooperate widely with the men of medicine as well as with the men of religion, alcohol being no respecter of persons, we are an acute cross-section of America. And in distant lands, the same democratic evening of process is now going on. 
but personal religious affiliation we include Catholics, Protestants, Jews, Hindus, and a sprinkling of Muslims and Buddhists. More than 15% of, of us are women. At present, our membership is pyramiding at the rate of 20% a year. So far, upon the total program of several mil million accurate, actual and potential alcoholics in the world, we have made only a scratch. In all probability, we shall never be able to touch more than a fair fraction of the alcoholic problem and all its ramifications. Upon therapy for the alcoholic himself, we surely have no monopoly, yet it is our great hope that all those who have us yet found no answer may begin to find one in these pages of this book and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. Well, wow. new freedom. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is huge for me. But the things that really jump out at me, um, Alcoholics Anonymous is not a religious organization. What I love from the very beginning when I started to read this is when Ebby Thatcher met with Bill, and Bill was kind of confused about this religious thing because he kind of had some hang-ups from when he was growing up. But Ebby Thatcher said to Bill, why don't you choose your own conception of God? I mean, how great is that? And then going back to page 46, where it says, we found that God does not make too hard terms with the, those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive, or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. And then at top 47, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This is beautiful. This is just beautiful. And the thing that resonates with me, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but this is how I see it. When I look out the window and I see the trees moving, I can't see the wind, but I know it's there. And this is what it is with this program. How do you explain it? This amazing thing, after growing up my whole life, being a compulsive overeater, and sitting, whether it's it's a party or uh, someone's house or a banquet or a wedding, and all the mass of food, and I'm sitting there content with my abstinent food and enjoying enjoying my life, enjoying the company, and not sitting there like, oh, pity me, I can't eat X, Y, and Z. I don't care anymore. They're not my food. I mean, now we're coming on to this mega holiday season with mega food, and it's just another day. Yes, I'm joyful for the gathering of the family and the thankfulness. Oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful. But the food is not the issue. Even if I, if I throw the parties here at my home, which I have, I mean, I don't live in a cave. And it's because of, it's because of this program. It's because of the, this book, this amazing, amazing book that has all the answers that I need to live every day as a free woman. Because this is what it says, a new freedom. And that's what I have because of this fellowship and because of God. And that's why I call my higher power God, that I, am, I have been given this gift and thankfully, he has given me a mouth, and I, I 
talk about this program. I'm very happy about this because this is a new life that he has given to me, and and it's it's open for everyone. It's exclusive. It's not inclusive. Everybody everybody is welcome. I mean, it's just wonderful. I I can't say it enough. I I don't want to take up any more time. I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. The floor is now open for sharing on what we just read. Please say your name just once as it helps me hear everyone. Okay, who would like to share this morning? Larry K. Melissa C. Lisa B. Let me tell you who I have. I have Nessa R., Melissa C., Lisa B., Matt M. Who else was there? Larry K. Larry K. And there was one late. Did I hear Paula? You did hear Paula. (laughs) Great. Okay. Let's go with those six, please. I have Nessa R., Melissa C., Lisa B., Matt M., Larry K., and Paula D. Nessa R., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Thank you, Lynn. Good morning, Vision for You. Um, This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, You know, I love this reference to um, different religions. Um, And, you know, we always hear it said that this is not a religious program. It's a um, a spiritual program. And I, I, I would even venture to say, based on my own experience, that actually religious people probably have more difficulty with the whole thing that people who come with uh, a scant belief in, in a higher power. And that was certainly my case. You know, when I, when I got to step two, um, and it says, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, um, as a religious woman, uh, as a person who have, has always believed in God, always prayed, I thought, I got this. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. Like, I, I, I already pray to God. I already have a connection with God. I already do all these things for God. And I, you know, I couldn't have been more wrong. I was so totally um, confused. And it's only through going um, through the big book, being taken um, through the steps according to the instructions um, laid herein, that I realized as much as I believed in God, and uh, prayed and everything and all my religiosity, I was blocked from God. You know, it's not in step two that I gain my access to God. It's not in step two that I turn my will and my life over to the care of God. It's in step 11, because I need to first make a decision to remove the blockages in step three. I need to actually remove those blockages in steps four through nine, and I need to keep the channel clear of blockages in step 10. Um, and I didn't know that. You know, I was blocked firstly by the food, which was my, my little G-God, and then by my worldly clamors, you know, all the if-onlys, all the things that I wanted and I thought I needed that I couldn't get past, you know, all the orders that I gave God, you know, God, do this for me, do that for me, being a good girl, give me my price, all these things. And, you know, like this was a huge eye-opener for me. Um, I, I, I think it was a big eye-opener for Dr. Bob, who himself was a very religious man, and yet 
a hopeless drunk um, who was only um, um, helped and sobered up by this, uh, this beautiful program of recovery, um, as, as was I. And uh, that's all I have to share. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Melissa C., it's your turn, followed by Lisa B. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, so, like, alcohol is no respecter of persons. And, um, you know, I'm, so it's like compulsive overeating, it didn't care. My food addiction didn't care if I was smart, if I had a good job, a good degree, or if I was homeless. Like, it's... Um, it's run a wreck through all of our lives, and yet that should be, um, like, on one hand, so, like, this is universal. You know, this is, like, a shared problem, and yet when I was in the midst of my disease, um, I felt so alone. I could not possibly see that um, I, I wasn't alone in this thing. You know, the, the earmark of of having this disease is um, isolation, is self-pity. Um, and, you know, my go-to whenever I have a problem is to revisit those same isolating feelings. Like, uh, it's all about me. Um, poor me. Woe is me. And yet, when I read about, um, you know, how there's variety among us, such diversity, um, that's inspirational. You know, the, the solution is available to all of us, no matter what our religion is. And, you know, I was thinking this morning how at the convention, there was one point where I looked around the room and I had this huge, like, God moment. Um, I had lots of them that weekend, but I knew that God loves diversity, like God loves variety. And, you know, and so this disease on one hand, which really didn't care um, who I was and, and, and um, you know, Jewish, non-Jewish, white, black, Protestant, it didn't matter, rich or poor, it, it has a unifying thread, you know, that we're united in the solution. And so like today, if I'm feeling uncomfortable and I am, the worst possible thing I can do for myself is to shut myself up all alone in it. Like, I must reach out to variety of people because that's what a solution is. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Lisa B., it's your turn, followed by Matt M. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And thank you, Lynn, for your service. Um, I read this this morning before the meeting started, and what really jumped out for me is where it says, uh, begin to find the answer, you know, in the pages of this book, and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. And I had a really neat aha moment, aha moment, you know, one day on this line. Someone shared that I need to have an effect from the steps, the way the food used to give me an effect. And I had never heard that. And it really changed my life, and I'm so grateful that that's the kind of uh, solution that we hear on this line. So I need to every day be presently living in the solution. Am I living on 
yesterday's experience? Am I living on last week or last month or last year's experience and still like just talking about that experience? You know, for me as the real compulsive overeater, and this disease is chronic, this illness is progressive and it is fatal and it continues to grow every day even though I'm in a recovered state. So am I presently looking at the answers in this book? Am I living in these steps with that same um, desire and intensity that I did when I was just so desperate to not be feeling the pain anymore? And when it talks about presently, you know, that that's a powerful word. Some synonyms for presently is at this moment, you know, now, nowadays, um, Currently, am I current in this program of having a new experience every day that is revolutionary, that is vital, that is life-giving? I have to have that, you know, every day in my life. And then when it talks about the high road to new freedom, and I love another thing I heard on this line is that I can pick up this book and read it and it will elevate me to a new experience. I can, it will meet me wherever I am. You see, those are the kind of things that I've needed to hear all along. And then the other thing I just wanted to share on is when it talks about actual and potential alcoholics in the world. You know, I was a very potential uh, compulsive overeater. I mean, years and years before I really stepped over that line. But I was so afraid to admit and join you guys on this high road to new freedom because I thought if I join you, then I'll really have to face it. And if I have to face it, I'll have to put the food down. But for me, the freedom and the joy came, you know, in putting the food down and in really picking up the spiritual toolkit and doing these steps. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Matt M., it's your turn, followed by Larry K. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you for your service. This is Matt M., a compulsive or eater. I don't know what to say to those other shares because they share pretty much share what I want to share. But, um, it's really amazing all the different types of people, the different groups of people we have in the in the, in the rooms and the fellowships, like, you know, different types of religions, different ethnic backgrounds, different social economic uh, backgrounds. It's amazing how we all seem to get together because normally we're people who would not mix. Uh, it's true. I met some really wonderful people, and if I met them, I'll be honest, if I met them at the first very first impression, I never would have been friends with them. I would have been scared off. It's amazing the ramifications of all that, hearing that. And, that, and ramifications means a consequence or an action or event, especially when complex or unwelcome. And um, I by no means have this down. I'm far from it. I struggle on a daily basis with trying to keep myself together. But I'm taking it one day at a time with the help of my friends. I have close friends who I go visit. I have, good, I have a good sponsor. I, work, I have a higher power. And um, I take it day by day. But, like, you know, it, it says here... Upon therapy for the alcoholic itself, we surely have no monopoly. That monopoly is the exclusive possession or control of the supplier trade in a commercial service. So I, I don't have I don't have it by any means have this down. I don't have by any means have the cure. Because there is I don't believe there is such a thing as a cure. I know the present what work in the twelve steps is where I need to be and um it's a daily it's a daily process for me. And with that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Mary Kay, it's your turn, followed by Paula D. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much, Larry Kay, recovered compostable reader. This this here is a highly exclusive club. Here's the requirements. You have to be human. 
Now we, we tend to give extra credit if you're if you come here flawed, a flawed human being. We 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 like that. I I know that I showed up that way. I'm still that way. Uh, we embrace those who come here selfish, uh, as most of us do. I I did. And and we we even love it more when you allow us to see a spiritual transformation begin to unfold in you. That's that's pretty cool to see. Now, now, if you come here with the desire to stop eating compulsively, that's that's all you need. And even if you proceed not, you know, to take no action, we we still love you. I don't want you sponsoring me. <laughs> Please don't sponsor me um, if you're not willing to take any action um, or try to carry a message to get me well, because you won't be able to get me well. You haven't taken the actions, but we still love you. We we want you here. You know, Jew, Christian, Muslim, atheist, agnostic, Martian, I, I don't know what you are. We don't care. You're welcome here. No. See, the, the misconception. Um, I think we might have lost you, Larry. Hello? Okay, I think we lost Larry K. Paula D., are you there, I'm back. Please? I'm back. Oh, there yeah. you are. Sorry, go ahead, Larry. I think, yeah, ahead. yeah, we muted it. We muted out, and that, that's good. Um, you know what I was going to say too that there's a misconception sometimes for some of us. We come into these rooms and we see it as a a religious affiliation. That's uh, we're, we're not seeing it correctly. We're we're seeing it. We're perceiving this thing through our perceptive lens. That, that negatively skews spirituality with religion. It's not that. We'll never take the actions required. We'll leave because we're misperceiving what's going on here. There's a difference here. The, um, th- this is a spiritual program. The misconception that it's religious and, and, and not spiritual keeps a lot of people from practicing what arguably is the best treatment for compulsive overeating and other addictions in the world. See, there's, there's plenty of room for any religion or none. Spirituality is a discipline, daily discipline. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Paula D., it's your turn. Good morning. This is Paula D. from Burr, New Hampshire, recovered by and with the grace of God. As it was read, I listened, and I finally heard. You know, in the beginning, when I was putting my name out there, I didn't know if it was heard or not until it came back. I was heard. That's what happens in the meetings. That's what happens with one to another. We're heard. We speak. But it goes deeper. And look at all. A respect of all persons. I didn't respect myself, never mind you. This is the transformation they're talking about, and it has nothing to do with religion. We come into, now your religion may intensify, you may go the other way, you may change it. That's all fine. That's living life, finding your way. But the spirituality, that's what changes It was so beautifully read. At present, our membership is pyramiding. We can say that here on this line. 
But what is pyramiding is with the steps, with the steps we think of. It's pyramiding. My life is pyramiding. And you might say, well, you're coming to the end. Honey, you ain't middle-aged anymore, unless you live to about 140, which I don't know, could be. But this part here, every time I see it, and I'm going to tell you it's a part that brings you peace, a different kind of peace. In all probability, we shall never be able to touch, but what a touch. How do you touch another soul? How were you touched? It says in the back of the book, it uses the word tapped, an unexpected resource. It's a gentle touch. More than a fear fracture of the alcoholic problem in all its ramifications. The ramifications are the people you live with, the people you see, the people you work with. All of those ramifications. A changed life. Oh, yeah, a changed life is great, but it's got to begin with a changed heart and a changed mind. Can my thought process be changed? Oh, it can. Can new patterns be formed? Oh, they can. Why do I say that so surely? Because it was. I don't think the same way. Thus, I do not live the same way. You know, ramification, if you want to go to Mr. Webster, who's a fine fellow, by the way, a consequence of an action or event especially when complex or unwelcome. That changed from unwelcome to welcoming. It ends here. Upon therapy, look at this. One to another. For the alcoholic himself, we surely have no monopoly. (laughs) That means no judgment. No, I know more than. Can you hear the change? Yet it is our great, now look at what they put here, and I want to end with this. Our great hope. Can I tell you my unshakable hope? That all those who have as yet found no answer. It's a terrible place to be. Here we learn compassion. We learn tolerance. Enough with the judgment. We've all been under that that terrible noise, that hammer when the the judge throws that, that mantle down and went boom. Nope. And of course I messed Time up the words. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you again. May begin to find one in the pages of this book. Now that's an ending, my friend. Thank you again for keeping time, and I shall too. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. For those of us joining us a little later, we're at the forward to the second edition, page XX. Second paragraph, AA is not a religious, through three paragraphs ending with high road to a new freedom. And we're commenting on all. That's our, oh. So who would like to share, please? That's Barbara E. please. Charles H. Reva P. Carmela G. Okay, let me tell you who I have. Vasa O. Barbara E. Charles H. Reva P, Carmela G. Was there anyone else? Janice and Ali. Okay, Janice, let's go with that lineup. So, Vasa O, would you like to start for us, please, followed by Barbara E. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from Florida. Thank you for your service and uh, 
this was a, a beautiful uh, reading this morning. It's just a reminder. I was so, so relieved to find out that um, this, uh, this program was not a religious program. It was a spiritual program. And I remember going to my first few meetings. It was probably the hospital and maybe uh, office building. And, uh, and then gradually I started going in the, in the church basements. But if, um, if somebody told me it was a religious program, I probably would have run away. And, uh, is, um, and, and this is where I found my higher power in the 12 steps. I don't think, if I did not come to the 12 steps, if I did church, I know I wouldn't have found uh, God, my own understanding of God. And I know a lot of people have gone back to their religions or churches or whatever, and I have explored that area too. But my, my main thing was, you know, what I have learned, I have learned right here in the big book, and my and, and and I need to extend my hand to any other compulsive overeater, and it doesn't matter what we are, you know, whether I'm atheist, Catholic, Protestant, Jews, uh, uh, Hindus, whatever. We are mixture of beautiful flavored uh, nationalities, and I've never met so many so many beautiful beautiful people. In, uh, in, in my programs, you know, and the, and the key is to how can I extend my hand to another sufferer uh, like I was, and I am a flawed person, and we are all, I wouldn't have been able to, uh, to reach to a higher power than myself if I knew everything, and if I, you know, if I could stop my own uh, disease by myself, and I'm just so grateful. I w- and now I was given this disease because um, this is what gave me the strength to keep coming and, and to work the 12 steps and to be freed from this horrible, deadly disease. And I'm so grateful that I have been freed from it. And this is what I want, you know, for every one of us that come in here and then work the 12 steps the way they laid out. Thank you for letting me share our path. Thank you, Vasa O. Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Charles H. Thank you so much, everyone, and thank you in Canada for your service today. What jumped out at me in these last paragraphs was the word humility. They're not a religious organization. They take no medical point of view, but they cooperate with the medical and the religions of the world and the cross-section of America from, and the, with the gender, with the uh, people of, in different um, faiths. It's just beautiful. And it could have so easily gone awry. There could have been so much difficulty working together. But they were humble. Again, humility. And without the principles of the program, this could have just fallen away. And I love hearing before that we're not an exclusive club because I was thinking we were inclusive, but I love turning it around, 
we're not exclusive, we just have to be human. Last night, I had the good fortune to get in and find um, the 8 p.m. phone meeting run by one of our members, and I heard the word humility over and over again, and the desire for so many of us, certainly for me, to be self-seeking, to feel like I am imparting more wisdom, more kindness, more loving than, than I was really feeling. I am humbled before this group, and I had a new experience of humility just four days ago. I realized that while I was not eating sugar, I was putting Splenda, artificial sweetener, on everything conceivable, things that I wouldn't normally eat in this life without Splenda on it. So I had to make the decision with the help of my sponsor not to go cold turkey, but to cut down by a quart, by three quarters and then go from there. And it was a humbling experience, reminding myself again what it is like for people who are trying to get abstinent of food addiction because my Splenda addiction was there. And this book is just a wonderful, wonderful manual for recovery. As someone said several days ago, it's not a novel, it's a manual. And it's in good order. I could not learn algebra if I didn't learn the concept of recognizing and counting numbers first. So this is put chapter by chapter for me to Time, learn please. and understand. Thank you. I pass. Charles H., it's your turn, followed by Reva P. Thank you very much. There's UFOs and all this stuff around me up in here in New York. Um, uh, thank you for your service. Um, you, know what I, you know what I noticed? I want to be like, here's a trivia vision question. I want to be like that one member that, since the moderator does such a great job of announcing my name, I don't have to say it again. Uh, that's just a more will be revealed. Anyway, um, the the text the text reminds me of there's a solution where, um, you know, the, Bill W is is trying to say we 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 don't want to write like they're tippy toeing a little bit just to be you know humility hu- humble right. We 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 don't want to write a book that would cause any co- contention. I think that's the word he uses or controversy. Um, you know, we know that these, you know, medical and religion and, and what's the other one, science or whatever, you know, it, it, it may be controversial. However, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I say this to say this, um, as a recovered person, don't, you know, embrace the pushback you're going to, you're going to get pushback because I, I posted something. I said, ain't it funny? And I was being I was being a jerk by saying that, but I wanted to disturb somebody. I wanted to disturb twelve step program a little bit in two thousand and seventeen. Ain't it funny that most OA meetings read the um promises, but we don't follow the instructions that leads to the promises. And I got I, I'm taking a pushback. I love it. And every platform that I get to share this message in this big book, 
I'm going to say that because as, as it was said, um, you're going to disturb some folk when you when you um, identify yourself as being recovered. But we follow a book that says and gives us the precise instructions to to recovery, to be recovered. You know, like like my friend always says, the most underutilized step is ten. You know, and, and, and the hardest the hardest decision before you get to three is two. And, and, and the second half of the first step, my life is unmanageable. No, because I'm the great whoever I think I am. I could do this myself. Well, some of us is jealous that the word God is in a big book 506 times. That could be your own conception. Group of donuts, gang of dummies, um, um, gift of desper- desperation. You know, it's nothing about theology. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. Excuse me, Reva P., it's your turn, followed by Carmela G. Good morning. It's Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. The first thing that strikes me is um, just as this disease is no respecter of religion, social status, education, the same is true for recovery, um, that there are no excuses. It doesn't matter, um, you know, where I'm at in my life, what age, what education, social status. We're all equal opportunity, um, potential recovered compulsive overeaters as well, and I love that. Um, but the thing that strikes me the most is the high road to a new freedom and the word presently. Um, which reminds me that my higher power is always in the present. I can't ride on yesterday's insights, recovery, step work. It's all about being in the present. And, you know, I'm facing lots of challenges. Some of them are wonderful. um, Some of them not so great. Um, But change is not my thing. Like, I really don't like change, even when it's positive. And I find it really uncomfortable. So what's the new freedom? Originally, the freedom was having neutrality around the food, um, being able to sit in places where my binge foods were served and it didn't scream and yell and call to me. But the new freedom lately is um, freedom from the selfishness, the dishonesty and the fears and all the stuff that's so busy in my head and freedom from external circumstances having to go my way so that I can be comfortable and I can be at peace. And um, I love what somebody shares all the time, that freedom isn't free. I really have to work hard at it. And um, I don't get that freedom if I don't put in the effort. But in the present, all I need to do, it's so simple, all I need to do is follow the instructions. And new freedoms open every day. And as life unfolds, There are more challenges and more things happening on the outside, but the freedom, it just grows. It gets bigger and bigger. So the fellowship and their membership was growing, and I always believe the internal has to grow. There's no stagnating. Um, But it's every time I get a new awareness, it feels like, wow, I've never felt this before, but it just continues, Um, and it's for everyone. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Carmela G., it's your turn, followed by Janice M. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you all for listening and everyone else's share. 
This is Carmela G. from New York, and um, this this reading touched me because um, being in program, I've experienced exactly what they're saying. I came from a loving home, born here in this city that they call the melting pot, Grew up with a diverse population. I had friends of every religion, every nationality, uh, color, race, didn't matter. I didn't know color. I, I just grew up, my neighbors, uh, my friends. And now, in my senior years, when I go into program, OA is the same way. And when I, I can walk very easily down to the Wall Street area and there's a fabulous AA step meeting and they have welcomed me and I've attended it for two years, that room, the diversity in that room is so phenomenal. And every week I'm with at least 70 people of diverse backgrounds and careers from the highest judges, to homeless people, and no one knows or cares. We are all one on this road to a new freedom. We are all one that were owned by substance, be it food, alcohol, or drugs. We were all being choked. And when I said to one of the men, oh, it's good to see you, hi, and when he responded back, it's good to be seen, it touched my heart because for years I thought I was invisible. And this program has taught me that we are all visible and we all have a journey to travel. And to be arrogant in this journey does harm. But now when I get up every day and I say, God, let me be the person you want me to be, that leads me to the road of freedom, and that rockets me into the fourth dimension because when I leave that meeting, I don't think my feet touch the ground for the two-mile walk home, and that is a gift and that I treasure, but I must work it every day, and I must surrender every day and be honest and humble, and thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Carmela G. And Janice M., it's your turn. Well, thank you, Lynn S., and good morning to everyone. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Medford, Massachusetts. Yeah, you know, I may be repetitive. However, um, my disease that I'm afflicted with of compulsive overeater doesn't know my name, doesn't know who I am, doesn't know where I live, doesn't know what my husband does. It doesn't know anything. It's no respecter of who you are. It has already been mentioned, I know. But I say that to say this. So God is no, my God, my higher power. And, you know, I believe there was higher power because I see it. God is no respecter of persons either. So if he's no respecter of persons, then I can receive recovery. I can receive a transformation 
if I follow this path. And I believe the steps are God's commands, God's um, suggestions, because how come it works? <laughs> it works with everybody that does it, you know. I mean, if you thoroughly follow this path, you can get it, you know. Um, now, what they're saying is, I mean, like it is, it's a lot of hope here. Now, I'm specifically impressed with the medical view, the religious view, and uh, the other view, the Alaska, the, the awards, the press. And, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I had a, a sponsor that said, we're going to read it and we're going to go through it. And, you know, and then, then the sponsor would say to me, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll read it. I read it. But you know what? I would highly recommend as a sponsor that I do it with, my, with the people that I guide through the steps because <clears throat> once you've read it and you've studied those pages – on page, I believe, I think it's 560, mm, uh, 569, 567, you know, in the back of the book. You'll be so impressed with how these friends, these friends of AA, endorsed and supported this movement. That's quite impressive. You know, when, you have, when you're looking at TV and you see, oh, so-and-so, some big basketball player endorses a certain sneaker. Oh, we all go out and, you know, the, the men, when I'm just talking about basketball, will go buy those sneakers. Well, this is how I feel with this. We have neurologists and big, any, any religion that you want that is endorsing this for a reason, and they'll give you the reasons in the back of the book if you read it and study. So because I, have not, I did not find the answer out there in the world, I found it here. And if you haven't found it yet, Y-E-T, you're eligible too. And this is what I think it's saying in this these two please. pages. Um, so there's a lot of hope, and you are eligible also. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Janice M. We have time for two more shares. Who would Irini. like that Irini M. Irini. Yeah. One more. Christine N. Christine N. Okay, great. I've got Irini M. and Christine N. Irini, please go ahead. Thank you, Lynn, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. You know, because this book is divinely written, it has certain words that have depth and weight, words like hope. But I came into this program feeling hopeless and um, And that hopelessness depleted me. It made me feel despair. You know, I, I wanted to give up. I was drowning in misery, and I was lost and overwhelmed and empty, empty inside of me. But it only seemed hopeless until I was able to see hope and seemed hopeless. And then hope, if we look at it in a different light, it gives us strength. It gives us fuel. You know, what keeps me spiritually alive is hope. It gives me my spiritual eyes. It, it has faith in God, and it's about 
chapter two, there's a solution. You know, hope has that power to change me. And it's an expectation that God is always there for me and for you and for everybody. Hope is a gift that comes from God. So those of you who are still feeling hopeless, stop clinging onto that and join us Mm -hmm. to be free. Open up your hand. Open up that fist. Open up yourselves and accept this awesome gift of hope. Think about it. Hope is the one thing you can hold on to when you have nothing else to hold on to. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irini M. And Christine N., you'll be the last person to share this morning. Please go ahead. Uh, Good morning. Can you hear me? I'm not sure if I'm muted or unmuted. No, we've got you. Thanks. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Christine N., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in California. And this is my first time sharing at the encouragement of um, the program. Uh, anyways, today's lesson or readings, the, uh, the, re- the word religious organization, you know, it doesn't say program, it doesn't say religious program, it says it's not a religious organization. Um, and the words, uh, no respecter of person, and the word freedom uh, grabbed me. And with the, the religious, I, I like words. I always look words up in the dictionary. And like religion, if you just look at the word itself and divorce yourself from all the emotional attachments and um, opinions attached to the word, uh, religion itself, the word is re-back uh, or again, and ligare is to bind together. And I certainly need to be bound together again because I was so discombobulated in my disease. You know, I thought one thing, I did a second thing, I said a third thing, I felt a fourth thing, and I believed a fifth thing. I was totally uh, incongruent. And um, so this religion, the word, is binding me back together again, where today I, I am a, a whole human being. You know, my my thoughts, my words, my actions are kind of congruent. And when not, of course, I need uh, God's intervention. And then no respecter of person. Yeah, like someone already said, that's the same way that the God of this program is. He'll take anybody. And also uh, a similarity is my disease is very forgiving and my God is very forgiving. My disease will take me back at any time and forgive me for all the years I deserted it. <laughs> and the same with uh, the God I stand under today. It's, uh, it's very merciful and forgiving. Oh, and you know what else about religion? They're in Bill's story. Um, at one point he says, uh, it began to look, look as though religious people are right after all. And then again, um, where was it? In, um, in an uh, interaction, uh, it says, be quick to see where religious people are right. And then in the story, in We Agnostics about our Southern friend, uh, he said, is it possible, you know, he thought to himself when he was in the hospital, is it possible that all the religious people I have known are wrong? And when he was pondering that question, he said he felt like he was in hell. And then uh, a thought came to him, and the words came, who are you to say that there is no God. And with that thought, um, he got out of bed and he was 
on his knees and an overwhelming presence of God came upon him. And then I had a sponsor friend. Time, please. Oh, okay. I never did get to freedoms, but each step gives us a freedom, you know, like freedom uh, from obsession with food, freedom from bondage to self, that's a biggie, freedom from dishonesty, freedom from isolation, freedom from running the show, freedom from self-reliance, freedom from beer, uh, beer, yeah, (laughs) that too, (laughs) but freedom from blame and freedom from fear of people. And the last one, freedom, is freedom. Thank you. Thank you to uh, Team Thursday and to everybody who shared, Toby K, Rocky E, Naomi B, Carmela G, Katie G, Janice M, and Linda D. Today's share ID is 10682. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Carmela G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. This is Carmela G. from New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you than to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.